Hey guys, I just want to do a quick shout out to this week's episode sponsors. If you're like me, you're extremely busy. And I bet that if you're listening to this, not even watching it, you're extremely, extremely busy because you don't even have time to watch the full episode. And I get it. We're all busy. We're all trying to grind. Now, if you're also like me and you're looking for ways to stay healthy, I can recommend Callow Enough. Callow is a meal prep service here in Kuwait uh, that has a wide variety of meals that fit a variety of different lifestyles and plans uh, in terms of your macros and stuff. And what I really like about them is that you can customize uh, what macros you can get in your meals through their app. Try them out. I can't recommend them enough. It tastes good, keeps you healthy, and helps with an, uh, that busy, active lifestyle. Check them out. That's the sound of the coffee pouring. Welcome to the doctor's brew. I am your host, Dr. Abdelaziz Al-Khayyab. I don't know why I forgot my name for a second there. <laughs> but it happens. Uh, with us is a very special guest. Uh, this is my current boss. If you guys remember, if you're OGs from uh, episode one, you'll remember that my boss in uh, episode one was uh, Dr. Maryam Al-Fahd. Uh, she was my assistant registrar in internal medicine. As time has gone on and I've developed as a trainee, now I'm in surgery. And uh, this is my new boss, Dr. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maryam Kinawi. She's an assistant registrar at Amiri in uh, general surgery. Uh, she is amazing. She is. Thank you. By the way, if anyone has a stereotype about surgeons, Mediam proves it <laughs> absolutely wrong. Absolutely wrong. Dictator Mediam is extremely knowledgeable. Um, I am, was really inspired by how you know confident she is on the wards. And I think she's the perfect person to come and speak about our topic today. You. Uh, as you guys might know, our topic is going to be about uh, starting your medical career. Mm -hmm. right? So uh, obviously our target audience here at the Doctors Brew are people who are just starting out medical students, young doctors. If we appeal to everyone else, we're happy to. Uh, but today's episode, we're going to focus on how to start your career in medicine mm -hmm. with a focus on surgery. So this is a world I know zero about. So if you guys are sending messages asking me, I know absolutely nothing. That's why we have Dr. Abedian with us. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Um, so a little bit about myself. Yeah. So um, my name is Meryem Kinawi. I am from Egypt. I was born here and raised here in Kuwait. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm a cat mom. I have two cats who I love so much. They Sorry. mean a lot to me. I have three dogs, three big dogs. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I love animals. Okay, I'm a big, okay, big, okay. big animal fan. But dogs to me are like high maintenance. Oh, they're extremely Yeah, high so I don't have the time for that. I, I, yeah, I mean, one of my dogs, when he sees me, he just, he doesn't bark. He just kind of goes, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. Uh, so, sorry, I know it's a touch, and I had him during med school. Oh, nice! That's a, like a strong bond. Like he's been here like for like the toughest times. Yes, I love that. Yeah, uh, I would have to wake up at five a.m. to make rounds at seven because I drop him off at a babysitter. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So sorry. Continue. You're a cat mom. Yeah, I'm a cat mom. <laughs> love my cats, mm. Sushi and Lucy. Okay, and um, love the names. I love it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I adopted them. Like they're they're adopted. They were abandoned in the streets. Nice. Anyways, um, I Not studied. Nice to them being abandoned. Nice to you. <laughs> <laughs> adopted them. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, I studied in uh, medicine, Kuwait University. Kuwait University. And yes. you graduated which year? 2019. Okay. Yeah. And then, so where do you do your training in Kuwait? 
So in the beginning of my mm-hmm. training year, I mm-hmm. did one year in uh, Adan Hospital. Okay. Yeah. Be- okay. The reason I chose Adan at that time, uh, first of all, it covers a huge area. Yes. So a lot of cases you yeah. get to see. And at that time, they had a trauma center, which we opened again in Adan. Okay. And because I love trauma, I was like, that is the best place. Like, there's a trauma center. I get to expose to trauma cases. Mm-hmm. So that's why I chose Adan, to be Makes honest. Sense. Yeah. Uh, now, I want to get into the meat of this episode, but before mm-hmm. that, we need to have a quick discussion of the second part of the doctor's brew. Okay. Sorry, the, yeah, the mm-hmm. brew part, the coffee uh, part. Okay. Um, I apologize to our viewers. Today, I'm drinking matcha, not <laughs> coffee. I'm doing something the very... betrayal. <laughs> really a betrayal. I, uh, I, I, this is a formal apology, but I will not apologize too much because it's absolutely delicious. Mm-hmm. It is from The Hub. Uh, for all of you Amiri hospital people out there, you know The Hub. We live there. We live up <laughs> hours of studying there. Uh, so they partnered up with us this season. Um, and uh, so before uh, talking about the hub, what do you think of the coffee? It's really good. Yeah? It's really okay. good. Like, it's a very smooth, not that bitter. Okay. I love coffee that's not that bitter. It's amazing. Perfect. Uh, yeah. And your coffee order is hot Americano. Hot Americano, Do you yes. ever have anything with milk or no? Some, yeah, a latte, mm. but I prefer, like, coconut milk or almond milk, not a regular. What about oat? I never tried it. <gasps> I never Oatly tried oatmeal. is really good. Really? Yeah. Next yeah. time then. Uh, <laughs> what's it called? But yeah, so the, um, uh, just again, little shout out to the hub. Thank you for the coffee and thank you for the space for us to study. For anyone out there who is looking, especially medical students, young doctors, you're looking for a place to study, place to chill. The hub is a great place. Mm-hmm. I can't recommend it enough. It got me through a lot of my uh, uh, exam studying. So uh, yeah, shout out to the hub. And uh, yeah, and their, their matcha is uh, amazing as well. So, mm-hmm. with that, let's transition uh, into the, the first doctor's part. part. <laughs> the doctor's part. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the more annoying part. The more annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. I want to know a little bit about your story with surgery. Okay. Yeah. So, let's see. Mm-hmm. Let's start with medicine, why I got into med school, because that's like the, the number one question. True. That, that got me to surgery. So since I was a child, I knew I wanted surgery. I just knew it. Really? Yes, because wow. I used to watch these, there was this animation movie. I know it's not a thing that people, like people go, go like, oh, I watch Grey's Anatomy and that's mm-hmm. why I got into medicine. I was like, no, I watch an animated movie that used to explain how the body works, the system inside, like the blood system, whether you have an infection, the heart, the cardiovascular system, the rest. It was, it's called Once Upon a Time. Okay. It's I will an look actually a French yeah. animated uh, series. Wait, it's do you speak French? No, I don't. But it was like, it wasn't translated in Arabic. But okay. it's actually the base of it. It's okay. actually a French animated series. Very cool. So okay. when I watched that, I was like, wow, our buddy does that? That yeah. is awesome. Yeah. And to me, I was like, I want surgery because I want to see them with my own eyes. You know, <laughs> I know this is sick. but <laughs> No, it's uh, okay. To contextualize my face right now, <laughs> it's because... When I, I still will not forget seeing necrotizing fasciitis during These ACS are the period. worst. The one, no. I couldn't, I, mean, I couldn't. <laughs> I, you know, I actually went to the senior uh, during, it was ACS week. Yeah. And I went to the senior night uh, and I told him, I was like, why, why did you do this to me? I asked, I asked him like, why, you know I want psychiatry. Why do you do this? So <laughs> I can't, uh, it's, it's amazing to me to see somebody else who's interested in that kind of anatomy and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, so I was amazed. I was amazed mm. by the anatomy and I was like, you know what? Surgery is going to allow me to see these organs, to see how things work. It's very interesting. So that's how I got into, you know, surgery. I was like, I always wanted surgery. It was my thing, you know. 
although I didn't know much about it, none mm. of my family are in, medi- in medicine. Mm. I'm like the first one who got into med school. Oh, really? Yeah, everyone okay. advised me against it. But yeah. Uh, now you know why. <laughs> now I understand why. <laughs> I, I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. I'm not. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah. So that that was very interesting. So yeah. I got into med school. I was like, you know, I'm gonna learn more anatomy. I'm gonna learn yeah. the system. I'm just. It's amazing. It's amazing. Even in school, I used to love biology. It was mm. my thing. It was. I really loved it. And med school. It was a bit tough. I'm not gonna lie. Med school is never easy. A, a bit. It was, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Like people think it's gonna be a cruise like high school, which is a big, 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 big no-no, because we have yeah. this. We go into high school. We're always the top of our class. We oh, we ace exams and yeah. go like, oh, you know, this is gonna be easy. So how hard is gonna be med school, you know? Mm-hmm. And you go to med school, it's like, uh, I'm struggling a bit here, you know. And mm-hmm. people need to know that it's not like high school. It yeah. is not like high school. It's completely different. Yeah. And it's fine when you struggle because mm. when it comes to people who are overachievers and you see that a lot in those who go into med school, mm-hmm. they don't accept to struggle because we don't struggle. We never struggled in high school. Absolutely. It was a breeze. Absolutely. So the, you need to go in a mind that you might struggle and that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's not, you shouldn't be ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. It's a process. Everyone has their own journey through med school. Mm-hmm. You should accept it and go through it. So that's mm-hmm. what I did. I did struggle through it, but you know, you get through it. Yeah graduated during my time i was always interested especially during my clinical years when i was like i went with an open mind a bit i was like maybe i'll change my my interest you never know i always enjoyed my surgical rotation it was like a blast i used to love it other rotations not so much and that's how how i knew like see i wanted to ask that because you know one thing that i always i try to press on yeah and people can't give me a straight answer and i Mm. think there is an answer like how do you know it's surgery or not surgery you know what i mean i feel like there is every specialty has Mm -hmm. a personality type okay and the type of thinking Mm -hmm. that is better suited to said specialty okay yeah so this is the thing a lot of people say uh personality suits the career Mm. i don't think it's a personality it's not you can't mold the personality you can't mold the career itself Mm. it's more of um what are your interests? Like, for example, some people, they don't like uh, quick things happening like surgery. You know, it's like it's a quick, quick, quick thing. Yes. And you need to know, OK, is he for surgery or not? And you have mm. to think on your feet because every yes. every person who presents to you is completely different. Mm. For example, when you compare psychiatry, for example, you take your time to yes. get to know the patient. You take your time to try to diagnose him. Yes. It's not a quick thing because you have to hit those gray areas exactly Exactly. so it depends on what you're into like for me i love fast pace i like if you tell me slow pace like you know internal medicine i mean i'm not dissing any no no no, no. we shouldn't diss any speciality Mm. everything we need all specialities but for me i liked more fast pace i liked more quick stuff i liked thinking on your feet you never know what you're gonna get you never know what you're gonna happen in OT. Like you're working in something and something happens and you have to think of it to solve it. That's what I was into. Mm. Trauma, for example, you never know what kind of trauma you're gonna get. You never know what kind of injury this patient's gonna True. have. True. That's my interest. Now, yeah? uh, but what about if we can hit on a bit of a gender topic here? Okay. Oh, that's a big thing, man. It's a boy. It's a big. It's thing, a boys' man. club, right? Is it fair for me to say it's a boys' club? Or I'm not saying. I mean, I mean, look. Amazing d- is, female is surgeons, it, is but it's it, a club. 
is it more of a male uh, field? Yes, it is. Yes. Uh, I'm, we're not going to say no. Mm. I mean, you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. statistics-wise. I'm yeah, not statistics talking about... Statistics-wise, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. talking about statistics. Like, m- you're working ma- most, more, more with, fe- with male doctors than yes. female surgeons. Absolutely. yes. Now, the thing is, um, look, even when I was a student, mm-hmm. people used to tell me, you know, surgery, even doctors uh, used to tell us, you know, surgery as a female, you know, that's kind of tough. You have mm-hmm. a family to take care of. You have, I don't know what to take care of. So it's like a cultural thing. Like, oh, I'm a female. I'm, like, I'm I don't a female. Know I can't go into surgery because I need to raise a family. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's, and, let's oh, put it quite and, bluntly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's it. And like on calls and I don't know what. And oh, my husband or my family won't and let not me to stay mention, in the like, hospital. You're dealing with a male. In, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. If it, it, when, how can I put it? It's, it, it, you, I've heard that you need to fight. This is what I've heard. You have to I don't be, know if this is true or not. Not fight, fight. More of like you have to be firm. Like, this is what we need to do and this is what we need to get, mm-hmm. you know? Like, because people will, and I don't know how to put it, like, they will try to argue with you a bit. I'm not saying you fight, like, oh, you don't understand anything. Yeah, I know, yeah. not that. There's but a way you to be respectful. Yeah, you have to be respectful, but at the same mm-hmm. time, you're firm. You, you have to show them, okay, I'm the doctor here. I know what I'm doing yeah. and I know what decisions I need to take mm-hmm. and what's best for the patient. You're here to, uh, whether to decide to do it or not, I'm mm-hmm. going to represent you. Rep- present the case to you mm-hmm. and uh, if you have any questions you can you can ask me but you don't argue or you don't tell me what to do what's right. best for him because you're not in that field right. you know so what would you say for because I know there are a lot of women out there mm-hmm. you know medical students young doctors mm-hmm. that are discouraged to go into surgery because of this and I I would argue that we need to have more female representation. If yeah. it's more male representation in said f- field, there needs to be more female. Just like mm-hmm. how ethnically, yeah. uh, we talked about this on a previous episode, how, uh, for example, like a lot of textbooks are based off of um, uh, white uh, males, uh, if Cookie, I'm not mistaken, yeah. examinations. Yeah. So that's why it's important to have diversity. Yeah. So what would you say to the girls out there uh, that are the little girls in high school thinking I want to be a surgeon then the, the, they become women and they're discouraged they're like oh I can't I can't do a, be a surgeon because of my uh, because I'm a woman flatly yeah well I was told not to go into medicine from the beginning as as a, since I was like a, in high school because right. of that oh it's a long process you're gonna have a family you're gonna get married how are you gonna take care of them how do blah 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 yeah but I stuck to it because I wanted it and I knew this is going to make me happy and I used to tell them but this is what's going to make me happy okay now we're regretting it but that's, <laughs> a, that's, that's, that's a story for another day but you know like I really wanted it although everyone advised me against it everyone advised me against it and I was like you know what let me do it it's my experience you know it's it's your experience at the end of the day no one can tell you what what to do and what not to do they can advise you but they cannot prevent you from doing something, yes. you know? And that's how I went. I got into med school like that. It was like telling them, you know what? I want medicine mm. and this is my life, my experience. I'm gonna have to work in, the, in a career that I choose for the rest of my life. So I get to choose. I chose medicine. During the process, everyone told me surgery, no, no, no. And I was like, you know what? It, what's, it's what makes me happy. Mm. I find my happiness in surgery. Yeah. So do what makes you happy. You know, don't let people put you down because of your gender. Don't let people put you down because uh, uh, they don't believe 
in you, you have to believe in yourself and you have to find something that makes you happy and just go for it. I you love know? that. I love that because um, it's a shame if anyone, I, you know, this is, I guess, the male privilege in me. Mm -hmm. I would hate to think anyone telling me you shouldn't do this because you're a man. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. I don't know a single thing that I've never been in that position in my life yeah. where I was like, I want to do this career. They're like, wait, but you're a guy. You yeah. can't do that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I get um, it. Yeah, so uh, for, I really hope there there's some people out there that are listening to this and um, taking, you know, uh, taking from uh, your words. Hey guys, I just wanted to shout out this season sponsor, Service Hero. Service Hero is an application and website based here in Kuwait, and what it allows people to do is to rate the businesses and services in Kuwait and in Dubai uh, for whatever reason. So you can show some love, show some uh, areas of improvement. In this way, kind of a win-win for both sides. The businesses can improve, and also the customer can kind of voice their opinion. This also extends to hospitals theme. So if you've gone to a private hospital, private clinic, and you want to show your love, be sure to rate them and take another step further. The coffee you're drinking right now with this episode, take a photo of it, rate it on Service Hero, and let us know what you think. Now, I want to go back to when, uh, what you said about personality type, mm -hmm. because I would disagree with you. Okay. I think that, uh, so do you know about the Myers-Briggs personality type indicator? I, I heard about it. Mm -hmm. I heard about so it. So it's, um, again, it's very contested, and uh, this is my psych brain coming in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a lot of, like, people say yes, no, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, mm -hmm. a lot of people use it for uh, choosing careers. Okay. Uh, because certain careers are suited more for this, for that. Mm -hmm. So I do think personality plays some sort of a role. Okay. But what I'm wondering is, okay, let's assume personality doesn't play anything for mm -hmm. surgery. But what do you think are the traits someone needs to have, the soft skill side, side of things, to be able to be uh, a good surgeon? So like, for example, if you, I would argue that if you're the type of person that um, doesn't like, um, uh, like, okay, if you like patient interaction and mm -hmm. you want to have long patient interaction. That's more of a medicine, psych, you know. Yeah. This is the thing. Mm -hmm. Look, for... Uh, Let's say traits, you know, yep. things that interest you is like fast track, basically. Okay. So that's Surgery, the main thing. Yeah, that, that for me, that this is... Well, this is my yeah, opinion, yeah, yeah, of, yeah, course. of course. Everyone's of course. opinion is different. But for me, surgery is like a fast track thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you it's a quick diagnosis, <laughs> quick management, yeah. yeah, and on to the next, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what I like. Like people who like uh, high turnover. Sure. You know, people who like interaction, long interaction. Like you said, it's more of a side because I was considering psychiatry at some point. Really? I loved psychiatry. Okay, I okay, love psychiatry. Okay. I love psychology. But the only issue that got me like, you know what, I'm going to go to into surgery is that it's a long, speed. yeah, it's long interactions, mm -hmm. talking. I'm an introvert. I don't like talking much, you know. <laughs> so it's like if you force me to talk a lot, I'm going to go like, you know what, I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> After this episode, Medium is going to go home and just hit a chair at the wall and be like, oh my God, this guy wouldn't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that, that to me was like, you know what, I don't, I don't think I would fit much in psychiatry sure. because... This is not my thing. Sure. I need fast track, short interactions. Not short. I mean, you have to take full history and everything. Okay. But you know, like high turnover, basically. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm into. Oh, okay. that's the trait. I think that's more for surgery, ER, the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Now, what would you warn as the downsides or warnings of this specialty? Um, burnout. I ah. think the rate of burnout in surgery is high. Yeah. 
because uh, the rate of the on-calls and also because your patient, I don't know, I'm not, I cannot compare in other places. Yeah. I will just talk about my experience here because your patient is your patient, so you're gonna have to follow him whether you're off on your off day or you're, you're on day. Whether it's on the phone, they yeah. call you, they update yeah. you, and you see that all the consultants and the specialists, they always get updates on their patients, even if they're if it's their off day, you know? I think that's a cause of burnout. You like It's like you're working the 100%. whole time. 100%. The whole time you're working, mm -hmm. you know? And I remember before ACS, before they applied the ACS, which is a blessing, you don't know what life was before ACS. Really? This is a blessing. Okay. okay. Uh, can you just tell us what's ACS for those who don't know? So ACS is called is uh, short for ac uh, acute care surgery. Yes. Okay. So now there is a team that holds for that covers a whole week where mm -hmm. they just see the emergency cases and mm -hmm. they admit them and follow them for a week. Right. Back then, before that, we used to have on calls for the team every fourth day right and you had to stay with the patient uh -huh. and you finish the case the next day so if you still have pending cases for OT you stay and you finish these old cases so basic and you have evening right. rounds post call so basically I start my on call I finish the next day for example 7 a.m. but I still have cases in the OT so I have mm -hmm. to stay finish the OT cases and then I have to do you assign people every post call mm -hmm. to do evening rounds at 6 p.m. And if a patient crashes or whatever, you have to you have to stay yeah. with the patient. Okay. So you go home by 11 p.m. That's like two days of your of your. Yeah. And you have one day off, and then uh, oh, by, back to on call. So. You know, one thing I do want to comment about this. Isn't this dangerous? I'm worried how, in the long run, for medicine as a whole, we keep playing with our sleep schedules mm -hmm. as if it's fine. Oh, you just we're just you know every fourth yeah. day you flip. Yeah. This is years of our life and our health. Yeah. This makes us prone to errors. I just, I don't know. I know there needs to be people at night. Mm -hmm. But don't you think that there's a better way? Well, that's the thing. It's easier said than done. Like, mm. because you can't leave a hospital or a patient unattended yes. by a doctor. So <laughs> you have to have someone at night. Yeah. How can we make it better? I, I'm not very, you know, I don't know much about it. Yeah. But you have to have a team. I mean, the system that we're applying now where you don't do much, it's not a 24-hour on-call, it's less hours. Yeah, yeah. That is better. Yeah. The burnout is less now, I'm seeing. Like, I'm not as burnt out as I used to when it was a fourth, every fourth on-call. And you can see that in the whole department. Yeah. You know, so I think cutting the hours, making teams, mm -hmm. you know, cover morning shift, cover night shift for I don't know how long and then shift back. I think it's better mm -hmm. than making them stay for like long hours of no sleep. Yeah, like it's, I, I was just, you know, I've reflected on this a lot because mm -hmm. I, this year, one thing that I've learned after training year mm -hmm. is how much playing with my sleep. Yeah. I'm genuinely concerned about my, my health, really. Yeah. Uh, I've, uh, because I, you look at these studies and yeah. the effects, and you, you're just, you're just, every, like uh, a friend of mine, um, Bassam Al Mullah, okay, Victor Bassam Al Mullah, yeah. he came on the podcast. He was saying like, I feel like every on call I do is like a year off my life, because mm -hmm. I'm just messing up my sleep that much. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I something I, I would like to actually uh, look into because. I feel like medicine is heading towards more, you know, kind of effective means of uh, handling that. Now, yeah. back to surgery. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, let's uh, take you back in time. Okay. Uh, to when you were a medical student. Oh okay. God. <laughs> <laughs> so you you wanted surgery. I wanted surgery. Yes. What did you do to kind of put 
your path, your life in the like kind of surgical yeah, pathway. Yeah, exactly. So, well, I found my interest in surgery, especially when I was doing my clinical years. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? Let me invest more. So I went for electives, a couple of electives in different specialities. Like, I mean, not only general surgery. Like, general surgery was my clinical rotation. Fine. Mm-hmm. Now I want to know what kind of surgery am I into. Yeah. So I went for electives in different subspecialties, hepatobiliary, thoracic surgery. Like, I tried different things. I did elective in internal medicine just to see if I'm okay with medicine or not, just there before I decide, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and... You just, you have to go there, like try different specialities, mm-hmm. see what you like, see their lifestyle. Is th- does this suit you? Does mm-hmm. this, are you interested in it or not? The second thing that you need to, after you decide, okay, I'm into surgery, fine. Maybe this subspeciality plus minus, we don't mm-hmm. know. This is, you never, you can't decide early, fine. Now you need to do more into, go more into research. Okay. Around that field Mm -hmm. for example Mm -hmm. you can do research in anything you want it's not it's it's you don't for example because you want psych you don't have to do research about psych Mm -hmm. but it's better to understand your field better is to go into these things you know of course so that's what i did i went into more into okay let's do research in surgery for example we started with case reports so a couple in when i was a trainee year we had two interesting cases uh tardan hospital that we actually did a case report about and we published them Oh, okay, doctor, okay. Yeah, Dr. Khalil. I love Dr. Khalil. Shout out to Dr. Khalil. <laughs> you know, uh, he's amazing. He was an amazing mentor, and I really respect him. And we're actually doing another paper that we're trying to, to write. It's a cross-sectional study now, which is a better, has a better weight than a, than a case report. Yes, yes. You know, you always try to target uh, papers that have more weight, mm-hmm. which is, you know, randomized controlled trials, systematic case review. control, yeah, like systematic review. You know more than case report, but case report is not a bad start mm-hmm. to start with. Okay. You know, so that's what I did to be honest. Okay, so you fir- so first of all electives, yeah, diversifying, yeah, trying out, yeah. blah blah. And it doesn't have to be yeah. abroad. People always think elective has to be abroad. Right, it does not have to. Okay, you can do it here. You can do it abroad. You can do it wherever you want. But just pick a specialty and see it. Sure. And actually invest. It's not an elective where you just go like, hey, what's up, guys? And you, then you leave and you, mm. see, you call it an elective. Actually invest in it. Actually go for the rounds. Actually take patients and present them. Actually do their on-calls if they have on-calls. You know, like be in the system with them mm. to understand it better. Makes sense. Yeah. And then, so then the other thing you got into is research. Yeah. What about the practical skill side of things? Is there anything as a medical student that you could mm. be doing you know, There's a, there are a lot of things. You have um, places where they give you uh, suturing skills. I think Desman was one of them. Okay. They give you suturing skills. You have Sharjah. They, they give courses there to, to learn how to suture, basis, basic, basic suturing skills, basically. Yeah. You can do that anywhere. You can you don't even you can also watch just watch a YouTube, get a surgical, a small surgical yeah. kit, and just do it. It's all about practice, you know. Mm-hmm. It's for me. Uh, skills are easy to get. You mm. need to work more on your knowledge. Okay, that's interesting. That's the thing because you can teach any monkey a trick. Yeah. A new trick, it's fine. Yeah. But the knowledge has to be there because mm. you need to know when to operate and when not to operate. So now here's a point that I, I'd like to raise up to you about yeah. knowledge. I would argue the, that the, the medical curriculum for medical school, mm-hmm. for exams like step one, step two, yeah. they're very surgery light. 
Yeah, that's true. If that I is have true. to sum up at least my impression of step two, yeah, how I felt most of the surgery. It's mainly medicine, internal medicine. And mainly, as long as you it basically vitally unstable, laparotomy. Yeah. <laughs> I, just yeah. unstable, OT. Yeah. You know, but the the small the, the what surgery this the yeah. type of sutures blah blah yeah. blah blah blah. This is not too much in the curriculum. Would yeah. you agree with that? It is true. That's okay. true. Like when you see these exams, it's basically, as you said, it's very basic surgery uh-huh. and and more internal medicine. That is true. But um, I like I cannot um, comment much about it because I'm not an educator. I don't know what's the concept behind it. Sure. Is it? I mean, if you think about it, you know, I think internal medicine is the basics of everything. Yes. Like even as even if you're a surgeon and yeah. you're in the medical world, patient has tachycardia, patient I don't know what, it's more internal medicine. So I think that's the basic knowledge that you need to get is to know how to manage patient medically first, and then I think the surgically will just, you know, maybe if you read about surgery as an interest on its own, you you'll you'll be able to manage. But yeah. everyone needs to know internal medicine. So that's what I'm wondering uh, for medical students going into medicine. Mm-hmm. Okay, like me- they're going to medical school. Yeah. Uh, okay, I want to go into surgery. One thing that I remember talking about in uh, during a lot of times during like medical school was kind of how a lot of students would go. For example, let's say their medical their surgery rotation, mm-hmm. orthopedic surgery, mm-hmm. and then they tell you all these details about the surgery and this. Yeah. Like, super interesting, awesome. Mm-hmm. But at the time, you're just stressed about passing your exam. Yeah. Yeah. So it, would you argue it's a waste of time to be looking into these into all the surgery knowledge and blah 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 when in the end you're studying for an exam and this is not going to come up. Your mm-hmm. exam is going to focus more on medicine. Yeah. You know? So, mm, this is a very good point mm-hmm. because, let's see, for uh, as a medical student, we tend to focus a lot on exams. And yes. that's because I think the system it put pressures you that your value is the exam. Yes. And you need to know only what's coming in the exam. Not, yeah. they don't say that, but you have to focus on what's coming in the exam. Absolutely. In my opinion, my humble opinion, of course, <laughs> um, I think medicine is, is, a, is an ocean. So I don't see why don't you know more about surgery or read about the, these specific uh, surgeries. It's for you. It's for your own knowledge. We, we, this is why I think it's a very stressful for medical students. They can't split between, oh, I need to study for the exam or do I need to study for my career? Yes, absolutely. You know? yes. They're two separate things. Mm-hmm. So medical students tend to focus more on exam studying, yeah. which is not wrong, but you need to study for your career too. You need to invest in a career. Like if you're interested in a specific topic, read more about it. It doesn't have to come in the exam, but it's for you. Yeah. You know, yeah. you just know about it. Even if on your free time, you don't have to like, oh, b- memorize it by heart and just mm. read about it if you're interested about it. Why not? Okay. What do you have to lose? You know, you know, I would I would um, I'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, although for me, I did struggle in medical school. Because we all did. Oh. I, w- I wanted psychiatry, right? Yeah. But what do I believe as uh, is something core to being a good psychiatrist? Mm-hmm. Good psychological knowledge. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to do uh, classes on, in psychology, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But of course, that I was in med school. Um, you don't have that luxury, unfortunately. Exactly. So I had to do a bit of outside reading and yeah. stuff like that. But I did consciously realize how much I had to sacrifice from reading about psychology and that kind of stuff 
because I was like, well, guess what? That's not going to come in your exam. Yeah, my this is the thing. You have to you have to separate that. Yeah. You know, like you have to think, okay, I'm going to study this for my exam, but I'm going to read this because I'm interested in it. Yeah. I don't want to know more about it. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Yeah, Again, no. easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, so much easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But at least try, give it a try, you know? And what about I remember a very vivid memory of my first surgery that I ever intended. It was a laparoscopic I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. laparoscopic <laughs> <laughs> something. It was something. It was red and there was yeah. blood. It was, n- <laughs> okay. I'm not going to lie here, okay. Um, before I went into the, exa- into the exam, the yeah. surgery, mm-hmm. I was in the little doctor's office and I was, I remember I had my iPad. Oh, the studying during rounds, like, oh my God, I have to know that in case they ask me. Yeah. I have to study that because my exam is like in two weeks, but they're not giving us a day off. Yes, yes. But I was looking at, okay, so I'm about to go to the surgery. And I kept staring at my iPad like, what do I do now? I didn't know what to look up. Like, what am I going to, like, small intestine, look up. <laughs> so, like, I didn't know. I really didn't know how to go into this because, mm-hmm. like we said, our curriculum is not exactly tied yeah. to this, right? Yeah, yeah. If you're going into, uh, let's say, um, a COPD clinic, mm-hmm. I'll read up on COPD. Yeah, and you when, know what you're getting yourself into, yeah. Yeah, when they tell you, like, read up on this surgery, what do you mean? Because, like, the whole thing is foreign. <laughs> it's like gibberish. We look up, scar, and you're like, So what is your advice for medical students about to go and sit in on a surgery? Look, I was an annoying student Ah. during my clinical (laughs) years. So, and I used to get very hyper during my surgical rotation. So I would go in the OT and go, oh, what is that? What is that? So what kind of surgery is this? You know, you don't have to be that annoying, but you ask them. So it's fine. If they're in a good mood, you can ask them, do you mind me? If they're in a good mood, because if you catch them and they're post-call and they're oh, doing... They're, <laughs> if they're not good at good mood, just leave the room, you know? <laughs> just slowly back away. <laughs> yeah. okay. You know, you can get to ask them. I yeah. mean, there's no harm in asking. Ask, ask the surgeon, oh, so what is this case? And why are you doing that? And sure. why are you doing now? And sure. and when, they, when they're like, when, if they tell you the, the surgery, for example, and what case it is, you can look it up. Okay, so indications for the surgery is mm-hmm. what? Blah, 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 blah. Okay, they said this this what is this and wh- when do we operate so you look on, uh, for this disease so when do you do that okay. it's not gonna i mean you're not gonna understand everything Mm-mm. as a medical student that's Mm-mm. true yeah but you can ask you have doctors around you you read about it and you need to go and discuss it with someone like if someone is interested to to give you some time some of their time you can go like mm-hmm. opd for example you come and t- you sit in the opd for example shadowing a doctor in between cases oh i read about this and that when do you do this when do you do that why mm-hmm. do you do this you know right. i used to do that okay so yeah. I, I think that's good. that's a good mentality for someone who's going in to think yeah. about and okay. it's it applies to any case right any any um speciality i mean right and now okay what about uh, what do you think about the whole thing of medical students are essentially retractors? Like they just hold their retractor. What do you think about that? Human retractor. Uh. Because, uh, I'll be honest. Like so, one thing that I've I've heard from people, mm-hmm. um, for a lot of people, even just you know they just consider surgery, they get put off because you're sitting there on your feet for four hours. Yeah, being a human retractor. Yeah, and you're just like. And then you yeah. think, is this gonna be my life? And then they go away from surgery. Yeah. So do you think this is? I mean, you a have good or a bad thing? you have to. I mean. You you have to understand when you're a student or even as a trainee or like at some point you're just gonna be a retractor because again do you know what you're doing <laughs> no no exactly no, no, no. so no. you need to s- to see a lot to know what you're doing 
that's when also like a lot of time I was a retractor just you you just retract and you just keep looking but don't zone off like actually look and see what they're doing and ask in the post oh why are you tying why are you tying this vessel mm. like x vessel okay why why are you doing that why are you doing this you have to ask during you're not just there to just to hold a retractor you're mm -hmm. allowed to ask you're allowed to tell them do you mind if i do this if they see you can you, you can do it if you they see no class you back off you know like but actually you have to see a lot of surgeries to be able to do surgeries okay you know well then I, what i'm also getting the vibe from a little bit here is that you also kind of do need some good mentors Surgery. Of course, it's not one of those of things that you yeah. can just kind of go on your own. Of course, you have to have a good mentor. That's why, like, you need to know who to ask. Like, if someone, that's why I said, if someone is is there who is willing to, to get to, you know, sit with you and actually mentor you through it, that yeah. will be great to have someone like that, and you stick to him like a leech. You know, a any tips on how to. Uh, detect those people for again incoming again. medical students oh, my way was annoy <laughs> everyone and see who sticks <laughs> you know like ask everyone and you will see mm -hmm. from their how they're answering or, or how they're giving you uh, looking at you answering you some mm -hmm. people they don't have the interest and you back off you're like you know what I don't think he's interested in teaching me not teaching me maybe he has other stuff to do yeah, you never yeah, know yeah. he has a lot of stuff in his mind he's too busy mm -hmm. you know so you just because again it's a big team yeah. there will be someone out there to 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 yes. teach you and the best mentors are usually the residents oh okay that, because there are students themselves in their boards mm. and they're fresh and they will be willing to teach yeah so yeah i've known uh, medicine very much juniors again theme of this podcast juniors yeah. helping juniors exactly they like uh, they like teaching because they're also excited like i remember when um i was in internal medicine uh there were some med students and i got super excited i was like come here come yes exactly it's like you get too excited like these yeah. are new things i'm gonna teach you know? i finally know how to teach you something <laughs> i'm not useless <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so another question about uh, medical school. Okay, mm -hmm. do you think that it's good from a fr surgery wise? Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, a lot of people will tell you, oh, from day one of med, med school, you should know. I want surgery. I don't want surgery. No, no, ah, come on. So keep your options open. Huh? Yes, you have okay. to keep your options open. Oh, okay. You go in with an open mind and invest and in, put your heart in all the rotations and see what you actually which. Um, specialty you enjoyed like mm. for me it was psychiatry or surgery right. and I never thought I would like psychiatry although I do love psychology and I was yeah. like but you picked two opposites there <laughs> yeah. I know I know I did yeah. but it was like I loved my psychiatry rotation and mm. was I was considering it so mm. you have to go in an open mind you never yeah. know because there's a lot of people who go in wanting something and then they come out they completely change their their specialty and change their career because they fell in love with something else. Yeah, I. But you know, okay. Here's one question though. Uh, what if you go and you do a rotation? Mm -hmm. And because most of the time, this is the story I hear from people who know. For example, they want they want to do medicine. Uh, they want to do surgery. Mm. They're like, I did my elective in this, and I left, and I was like, Wow, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. <laughs> what about people that go, and there's a lot of things they hated. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things they liked. And they're still, like, confused. What do you do then? Because I feel like that's... That, that was a lot of my impression sometimes. I'd go and I'd be like, uh, I'm not, you know? 
Yeah, you're in between. Yeah, and you're just always worried you're going to make the wrong choice. Yeah. And I feel like with surgery especially, it's such an investment, mm -hmm. you know, because you're really like, I feel like some of the, the specialties where you're making such a huge change would be psych, surgery, internal, uh, internal medicine. You pick one of these three things, mm -hmm. you know. If you go into psych, you're not going to be medicine, you're not going to be surgery. If you go into medicine, you're not going to be surgery, you're not going to be psych. Okay. You know. So what I'm wondering is, what about the people that go into surgery and they kind of feel, huh, I liked it and I didn't like it. I'm in the middle. What do you advise for them? Well, you don't have to make a decision now as a medical student okay. at all. I mean, try your rotations and then you will see in your trainee year because you're going to go do these rotations again. But mm -hmm. now you're going to actually be working in these rotations. Right. And you're going to be more involved in them. And working is very different. To it's very different, very different, completely different. This you is a very good segue into what <laughs> should junior doctors do? So new graduates from med school. Yeah. How should they approach their career of like So basically, uh, surgery, again, sorry. when you're in a trainee, as a trainee, every every rotation you're put on, please mm -hmm. invest in it. Okay. Actually invest in it and go all out, you know, do your best. Whether you like it or not, you will know at the end, mm -hmm. so you know what to choose. Sure. For example, you set for surgery. You're set for surgery, you choose surgery. As a junior, if you're very interested, um, try, when, once you're done with the word work, because as a junior, your job is the word. Yes. It's mainly yes. the word. Yes. So you finish your job from the word, do the m important things that needs to be done. And if there are like other things that are minor that can wait, you can ask permission from your senior. Do you mind? Like I have a couple of things that are very min minor, but the main things I did. Do you mind if I come and scrub in with you guys? Mm -hmm. You know, and over there. Maybe you will not do much. You will close skin, which is not, not a bad experience to learn how to suture skin. Uh, some of the things that I used to do, uh, I used to push anesthesia and tell them, hey, I want to intubate too. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, like, because it's, it's, you are here to learn. Yes. So you get to go with anesthesia, learn how to uh, intubate, put an IV line, uh, put follies, uh, close the skin, you know, these minor skills, people look look down on them as a junior, but they're very important. I agree. They're I very agree. basic and important. Minor OT, the minor surgery mm -hmm. room, where it just cut wounds, abscesses, small abscesses, very nice. Mm -hmm. You can get a lot of skills from that, so invest in that too. Why don't you go there if you're interested? Sure. But also, word comes first, finish it, ask your senior. If he's okay with it, then you get to go, you know? Sure. Uh, now, a uh, different question. Huh. What about trainees that are not interested in surgery? How should they approach their surgical rotation? What do you think? This is the thing. I see, like, I wasn't interested in internal medicine, and I wasn't interested in pediatrics much, but I put myself all out there. Mm. So it's not an excuse. does not mean I'm not interested. That means I'm not going to do the job. Yeah. You I, have obligations. I know it's not interesting, but we all have obligations. My obligation is to take care of the patients. My obligation is to, to follow the patients. And I suggest, for example, why not, if you're following a case and this patient's going to OT and you're done with the word, go see your patient in OT, scrub in the OT. I know you're not interested, but you, I try mean, it. try it, exactly. Why not try it? You know, you're not going to lose any, you're in the hospital anyways, so mm. might as well do something, you know? Yeah, I, I remember on one rotation, um, you know, I, again, I, I can see, you know, I, I see why sometimes the arguments, I'm, I'm, I, you know, some people say that, like, if they're not interested, sometimes they feel it's a waste because they have other priorities, blah, 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 blah. You know, 
uh, to each their own. Of to course. Their own. Um, I remember once, uh, I'm not going to mention which rotation this was mm -hmm. at, but someone asked me, um, so are you interested in this specialty because I'm going to do X thing? And I said, uh, I'm not interested, to be honest, but I'm here to learn. Exactly. You know, uh, Do I think I'm absolutely perfect? I don't think so. But I, I, I think it's worth getting invested a little bit. Just exactly. uh, also not to just be bored. <laughs> exactly. I yeah. mean, yeah, it's... You never know. You learn things, and you never know when you're going to use them. It's not. It's not bad to learn new thing every day. Yes. It's completely. I mean, true. You should invest. Yeah. Yeah, um, and um, now the next thing about like being a trainee and mm -hmm. you know surgery. The last thing that I kind of wanted to ask was, do you think that there's any core skills mm -hmm. that, regardless of if I want to go into psychiatry, blah 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 core surgical skills that you need that apply to everything. So like, for example, internal medicine, I feel like maybe you don't want to go into medicine, but yeah, you need to know how to read an ECG. Yeah. You need to know how to handle these settings. Do you think the same applies for surgery? Yeah. Yes, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. As I said, internal medicine is the basics for everything. Sure. Whether you like it or not, it is. So you need to know how to read an ECG. Don't mm. say, oh, I'm a surgeon. I don't read ECGs. No, mm. you need to know how to read ECGs. Because you don't know. Like you're, if your patient desats, if your patient starts having yeah. chest pain, you need to know how to do that. So what are the equivalent for surgery that apply everywhere else? It's the else? same thing. Oh, okay. Same thing. You need to know how to uh, handle cases in the world where they start deteriorating whether they're desaturating or not mm. you have to know how to read an ECG to be able to diagnose the case that you're having you need to know how to do an ABG and interpret the ABG mm -hmm. you know you need to know yeah. when to consult and when not to consult there are things there you know there are things um, you can manage in the world because we are all we all study the same thing we're all medical doctors mm -hmm. so the knowledge that you have is going to apply everywhere yes it's the core for everything even in psychiatry you have to rule out medical causes first before you yeah. diagnose them with something psychiatric you mm -hmm. know it's mm -hmm. same thing okay yeah. so i think this is something to remind ourselves as we're going into uh, uh trainee year like with going to uh, you know our surgical rotations etc cetera, etc cetera, i think it's something worth reminding ourselves that there are skills to pick up that we're going to use wherever. Exactly. Yeah. And exactly. I, I mean, I'll be honest. Uh, drains. I was not used to seeing drains. Oh, yeah. You can see a lot of drains in yeah. there. So that was a fun experience. Not fun. Educational experience yeah. for me because how I was able to... How to handle them. How to remove them. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so to close off this episode, mm -hmm. I want to ask mm -hmm. uh, for any medical student or junior doctor. Okay. Pursuing a career in surgery advice and warnings okay advice and warnings okay so an advice is don't um self-doubt for example mm. we all have that mm. at some level and i think it becomes way more as a medical student because yeah the questions are that you should know that you should know that you, should, you know when you're doing your rotation and yes i do and it's I like <laughs> dude come on i don't know it then it's just okay i'll read about it you know uh <laughs> that increases our self-doubt a lot and i think don't give in in your self-doubt that much you know you have to remind yourself you're only human. I know they're saying when they tell you these things, they tell you this for you know for your benefit, like oh, as in go read about it. Maybe their way of doing it is not that cool because they don't know the psychological effect that it's having on us or on whoever they're telling. Or they forgot because you know. Yeah, you know. There's an element of, and I understand that everybody went through this, so then you do the same thing. Yeah, it's a repetitive thing, and yeah. they don't mean it. I don't yeah. think anyone is that no. evil, you know. They're just saying that just to encourage you to read it. Yeah. Uh, but don't 
give in into your self-doubt. And like, try to believe in yourself. Try to believe in your training. I mean, if you made it that far, you are good enough. Mm. Don't let anyone tell you that you're not good enough, that you're, you shouldn't be where you are right now. Mm-hmm. You earned it. You worked hard for it. So you need to believe in yourself, you know? It's, it's an advice and a warning at the same time. Don't do not go into your self-doubt and believe that self-doubt. It's, it, it's normal to have it from time to time, but it's not the core. It's not who I you are. I love that you're saying this because I'll be honest with you. Even for me, the past few weeks, this has been an issue I've been having. Yeah. I, I've been coming home and I'm like, wow, what am I doing? Exactly. And I think the more that we're honest and saying that this is a shared feeling, mm-hmm. It, it lightens it exactly mm-hmm. because l- you see that a lot especially like people walk in with confidence like sometimes you have to fake your confidence this is how i did it you know like, all the time you know, like, all I, the time i am not a confident <laughs> person i had to fake it until i made it you know mm-hmm. like i'm not confident i i struggled with self-doubt a lot especially really? when i was a medical student yeah sorry t- to contextualize for anyone yeah. watching Medium is so confident in what she <laughs> she goes in there and I if you tell me this is the youngest consultant I'll be like yeah sure I believe you man <laughs> so. no I was not like that but sometimes like I had a lot of self doubt as a medical student mm. okay and uh, I had to believe in myself and it's not e- it's again easier said than done absolutely but you have to self-talk the self-talk that you have instead of having the negative self-talk that says I'm not good enough I'm not good enough I'm an idiot you have to change that. You have to change that talk mm-hmm. and go like, you know what? I am good enough. I made it that far. I know what I'm doing. And if I have a point and I have proof, like papers and stuff, then I, then I know what I'm doing. And if anyone tells you, like the, sometimes when I go head to head about a specific plan or how that, it's because I have proof. Yeah. I have research papers that I can send and prove that what's been said is true. Mm-hmm. You know, like... They always tend to make you feel like, no, they don't mean it, but we have this idea as junior doctors that we should just follow orders like we're... uh, We're glorified secretaries. Yes, we're not glorified secretaries. (laughs) We are doctors just like anyone else. Okay, the rank differs because the experience differs. Of course, the The responsibility. Responsibilities differs, of course, but you're still a doctor. If you think there is, you know, you want to discuss a specific issue about a patient or a case, Speak up. I mean, it's not wrong to speak up. You, sh- you can do it in a very polite way, but you can do it. You know, don't hold back and go like, you know what? They just asked for that. I don't agree. I don't know why they asked for it. I don't know why I'm doing, I'm, I'm asking for a CT, but you're doing it anyways. It's like, what's the point then? You're not learning anything. Discuss it. It's not, it's not bad to discuss it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, that reminds me of a story I'm going to tell you off the air. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, uh, so, um, sorry guys, this is uh, some non-doctors <laughs> stuff happening later. But um, I, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate hearing that. Thank you. Thank so you. So for everybody, I know, listen, especially medical students, like um, I remember at one point I really doubted myself mm-hmm. in medical school mm-hmm. because I, I would call my parents and I would say, was I secretly dumb and nobody told me? Seriously? Oh, I've been there through that, yeah. yeah. And I was like, how did I make it that far? Yeah. How am I going to graduate and become a doctor? I yeah. don't know anything. I'm not that good. How d- are they letting me be a doctor? I think it's something wrong with them. <laughs> so, so, it's absolutely true. Like, just And it does believe. reflect on you. Yeah, and it, but you, you know what? Fake it. 
fake yeah, it. Yeah, fake it. And I used to freeze when people used to ask me in rounds. I would go blank. If they tell me, okay, differential of, of uh, uh, stroke, for example, I go like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And I, I will just stare me. there. Like, I, if you ask me, me <laughs> alone, on my own, I'll list them for you. Yeah, yeah. You ask me if a doctor, like a more senior, asks me, I'll go blank because me. I have me no. Me during chart rounds. Yes, <laughs> because this is a, and I, I do see that a lot in chart rounds. I see that in rounds, and I know why because this person has self doubt. He's not trusting himself, and he yeah. doesn't believe in his training. That's why he's second guessing himself. And I, I've been in his shoes. I know what it feels like. Mm. And it's not easy to get out of it. It's not, no, it's not. And you just have, again, positive self-talk. You have to keep repeating to yourself, I, I am good enough and I'm learning and I know what I'm doing. And if I could add on to that one thing. Yeah. One, one issue in, in medicine as a whole, and this is my critique of a sort of culture of medicine, mm -hmm. where hierarchical, hi, hierarchical. Yeah, I know what I'm trying to yes. say. There's rank. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And there is this feeling of, I don't want to look dumb mm. to anyone above my rank. And so you get more stressed. You get more stressed and then you're scared to, you know what, ask dumb questions. Like, uh, for example, there was a lot of times like in OT, mm -hmm. why did I avoid going to OT? It's not because I wasn't interested. It's not because I wasn't You're scared they ask you questions that you won't know how to nope, answer. No, not even that. Uh-huh. I forgot how to scrub it and I'm scared to ask anyone. Oh. See? So, uh, of course, I, this yeah, was uh, during it, medical yeah, school yeah, yeah. and I pushed through that. Yeah. Okay. But that's just an example of how I'm scared of looking bad. Yeah. Okay? That is the worst thing. Yeah. And I think, especially during trainee year, and I've, I've found this even during my surgical rotation in internal medicine, don't be scared to... Yeah. Ask. ask even even if they go like oh it's a stupid question Khalas, just I, I know just you know it's fine. just tell me yeah. yeah another trick i used to do no it's not a trick but sometimes when i go like i'm too shy to ask i just like youtube it you know yeah. how to scrub it yeah. and you just watch the video just do yeah. it like oh i know how to scrub yeah. it i knew that it's you know it, you shouldn't be scared of what they think and yeah. i know it's scary because there's an evaluation you yeah. feel like they hold your life your life in their hands but life is so much bigger. Yeah. I, you know, and, and you're in a learning process. And you know what? We sometimes over-dramatize the things that happen to mm -hmm. us. I, so I'll, I'll give you an example recently from my life. I was uh, chatting with my mom on the phone, and I was really stressed about something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, this, this, this. Uh, this is stressing me. Blah, 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 blah. And she just she stopped me, and she just went, Aziz, you lost your dad. In the grand scheme of it, you've gone through something so much worse. I suddenly calmed down. Everybody has this in their life. Yeah. I'm, I'm using my example because yeah, yeah. this was the big thing. Yeah. But everybody's gone through that thing. You underestimate you, yourself a lot. And you're like, bro, chill. Mm -hmm. I can do this. Yeah. This is just what, this is not even a bump in my life. Mm -hmm. And um, again, Easier said than done. Exactly. I struggle with it today. <laughs> yeah, everyone struggles with it. Yes. I, I believe everyone yeah. ha struggles with it from day to day. Mm. It's just how much you're going to believe in it yeah. that makes a difference, you yeah. know? Absolutely. Um, so, I, I, guys, listen to this motivational talk. And actually, you know what? If we could, guys, please uh, find a way to add some, some, uh, some motivational music to what me and Medium just said. <laughs> and then just loop it. And then go into the wards <laughs> with that I music. I can do it. Yeah. You can do it. It's in black and white. And then it's just like, 
when you're tired. <laughs> Don't stop. Keep us. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, anyways. Thank you so much for Welcome. being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Really, yeah. I really enjoyed that. I thought it's actually pretty chill. It's I loved chill, it. I loved it. It's not. It's not. It's not stressful. It's yeah, not it's stressful. not. I went in. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna look like an idiot. No, okay, <laughs> self doubt. There we go. Self doubt. Self doubt. Uh, guys, um, that's uh, the last sip of coffee for the day. A final special uh, thank you to our guest. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you to our coffee partners, uh, the Hub. Please, everybody, go drink coffee. Take a photo, and if we sent you there, tag us or something, mention us. If you like what you see, like, comment, subscribe, all that good jazz, all that good stuff. Um, and uh, thanks again. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Hope you all enjoyed this episode of The Doctor's Brew. New episodes to listen to with a cup of coffee coming your way every Sunday on YouTube and Spotify. And be sure to follow us on Instagram for all the latest updates. See you next time.